nostalgia, growing up gifted, pop culture, and cake. I'm Claire. And I'm Meow Meow Michael. And we're already laughing because the subject of today was entirely unprecedented. And initially, I was going to start the show by asking you if you liked feta cheese. But do you like feta cheese? I love feta cheese. That's great. Me too, because we were going to talk about Greek. The forever lost audio episode that we tried to record earlier this week, and the audio was just, we were both having Wi-Fi problems. So We're going to do Greek again, because I want to watch it after Claire's um, discussion of the the show. So we'll do that again. So don't worry, it's coming. But today, you know, we're theater... uh, educators and other things but we're really we're in show hell right now and we're a little cuckoo <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about cats and andrew lloyd webber and everything that he is um so i guess if you're like a really big alw fan you should probably turn it off or or don't because we just have some hot takes and yeah you're incorrect i mean you're, you're incorrect yeah you can be like you can disagree with this i totally believe yeah. in the discourse and arguably i can't do what andrew lloyd Webber has done i have no right to say oh, that yeah, no, do we, i like his shit no no i do like one <laughs> we'll get into that later but the okay. rest of them trash um yeah so we're going to talk about cats because it did in fact traumatize me in the late 90s <laughs> and early 2000s and continues to do so to this day and I continue to tra- traumatize my students with it because I we were considering we like because my dance teachers are really wonderful and we were considering doing it for his last year, but they were horrified and they're like they're gonna you're gonna call us furries and so I won't ever do cats with students, but I, it's a continual fun game for me to be like oh if you're not on your mark we're gonna do cats and then that sends them into a whole terrain and it's so funny to watch that would have worked on me too 100 <laughs> they'd be like well we're gonna do cats if you keep acting like this i would have changed my behavior immediately because the idea of being in cats um it's a very dance heavy show yeah like yeah, the dancing in it is like it would arguably probably be really fun um i would kill myself <laughs> <laughs> i um <laughs> Um, As the resident cat person on this podcast, (laughs) who does in fact own three cats and has a dumpster cat or a (laughs) Jellico cat, if you will, (laughs) which according also to no, also no, oh, just name him Mr. Misophilies. Like I also according to my Snapchat memories, um, about four. Five years ago on this day, or on the 21st of February is when I found my dumpster cat. So, oh, wow. What a special day for Yeah, February has been a busy <laughs> Snapchat memory month for me. Um, but, yeah, so cats are great pets. And so I think when I was little, my parents were like, well, Claire is into the theater and also <laughs> likes <laughs> animals and cats. Let's have her watch this, like, alone in the basement, the, like, 1998 Weston recording. yeah. And I just remember, like, feeling like I was in a fever dream, (laughs) even at that age. And then my good, my, one of my best friends in elementary school, her parents were taking her to see cats at the Buell. And something happened with like either her dad or her mom got like sick or something. This is also how I wound up at the Hillary Duff concert with her. Like it was the same family. And so they had an extra tickets to the Buell production of Cats. And this was shortly after I had gone to Disney World with my parents on my divorce present. Um, (laughs) Or it's present. Um, oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we 
we had gone to Disney World, and the first thing they did was take me to the Lion King performance. Oh, so good. The first thing that happens in the Lion King performance is that they turn out all the lights, and the hyenas cackle mm-hmm. down the sides mm-hmm. and scream. And apparently that traumatized me to a level in which I spent the rest of our Disney World vacation unwilling to go in anywhere dark. <laughs> Because it scared me so bad. Do you know how they open the show of cats? Yeah. They turn out all the lights and put um, flashlights on their eyes and um, come through the aisles. And I was like six years old. This is like a year after this whole hyena experience for me. <laughs> in which I really, apparently, I ruined Disney World because I was like, I can't go in there. I'm going to have a panic attack. And cats starts, and the jellical cats are catting around the aisles with their green eyes. And I was like, get me out of this theater. Oh my god. I, so my memories feel memories. as though I'm alone in the moonlight. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, you're not alone in the moonlight because when I, I came to Cats late in life, I think I was like uh, in my early welcome. 20s. And I was like, I've never gone to Cats. I have student tickets. Like, I can get a cheap discount. And so I went. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Cats is based on T.S. Eliot poems. Which makes so much sense. It's literally based on Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Same. And all it is is songs to the lyrics of the poems. The whole plot is just the cats introducing each other and singing. <laughs> Which and if you've dancing. ever wondered why those songs don't make a lick of damn sense... It's yeah. because it's a T.S. Eliot poem. And I went, like, just the day of the show, like, I got to go to, like, the subtitled performance, whatever. And so it was really helpful to me because they had big <laughs> red letters on the side while the cats are dancing of the words. And I was like, oh, this is how, this makes sense. That, <laughs> I do I, feel, would have... When I try to, like, argue that with people, and I'm like, cats makes a lot of sense. And they're like, what are you saying? And I was like, because if you look at the poems, if you look at the poems right next to the thing, next to the dancing, it makes it, it's a total stage picture. The <laughs> analysis of a T.S. Eliot poem in this regard is the most APLing thing you and I yeah. have ever shared. Yep. Yep. But, I, it, like, I, I didn't it. realize that. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me yeah. with T.S. Eliot. And I can see how maybe I probably would have liked Cats a little bit better if I was older and got to read the poems. Yeah. I'm sure it's better than I think it is. Um, It literally was like trauma for me. (laughs) And I just, I don't know what's up with Andrew Lloyd Webber, but he strikes me as the type of person that just thinks he's doing a whole lot and reaching very little people. Even though, I guess Phantom's like the best show of all time. Oh, it's my least favorite show of all time. I hate Phantom of the Opera so much. Just I'm Christine! Go- I'm going to New York oh. in like three weeks with one of my best friends, and she wanted to go see Phantom, and I was like, you're on your own, sister. Like, I can't go see that. I already saw it in New York, and like, I sang it for our friend's recital like in high school. Oh my school. god, I remember that. I like can't, I just am over it. I'll never you do it. You could be really good in it. Oh, you thanks. could totally play it. To, I would love to be in it. No, I wouldn't. But I could do it. Yeah. But I don't like it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's it's just a mess. blah. Like, but the one lever show I love, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. That is a really good show. I mean, I, I probably more than you respect Phantom. I do. Yeah. Um, I respect. I, I respect Weber. I don't like his shit. No. I just like. 
No. Phantom, like, I understand why it probably appeals to the masses, but I feel like he thinks it's this, like, really big symbolic thing. It's about a sexual predator. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it it is. She's a child. Like The novel is ten times better because it gives them depth. And the musical is just like aria, Spoken aria, like aria, aria. Our aria. true nerdy selves. Oh. The book is better. The book is better. Um, um, but and have you heard of Starlight Express? Have you heard of this show? I this, think so. You've told me about that. Is it about a train? Yep, they're trains, and everyone's on roller skates, and it's love, the love between two trains. This sounds like some shit I would have written. Wait, wait <laughs> a minute. So cool. Did you like Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> As a, I think so. Like, I think I, I watched it a little bit. I loved Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> like, okay. my dad made me a train table as a child. And I, I had too. all the Thomas trains. And I used to make them race. And Henry was a dick. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, so this sounds like something, this seems like something that had I seen this as like a little kid, I would have been like, this is what theater is. I love it. They're on roller skates. I I love everything. And then I would have gotten older and been like, that is so embarrassing. If, like, if... These costumes! I know. If my dance teacher wasn't retiring, like, I have a kid who has to roller skate and drowsy chaperone, and they're really, really good at it. And I was like, oh, shit. We could get them all on roller skates now and do Starlight Express. (laughs) Bring Emily in. She was in Xanadu. Oh, yeah. It's a Cinderella story. Which is a trend for him. Um, Wait, if audience, if you <laughs> are near something where you can look up the pictures of the costumes in Starlight Express, it is the most steampunk 2000s hip hop nonsense I've ever seen, and I love, love it. it. It's, you can see the whole what thing. The you can fuck? see the whole thing on YouTube. So it's. Um, it's three abandoned projects, an animated TV series based on Thomas the Tank Engine, and then it was a novelty Fuck pop. Yeah. It was a novelty pop single, and then it turned into an animated film based on Cinderella. And then they're like, Nah, nah, we just need to make it a musical. That's so many things. Uh, so he, Andrew Lloyd Webber, met with um, composer Reverend W. Audrey about adapting Thomas the Tank Engine as an animated TV series, and then he was like. They decided to not produce it because um, Tom's the Tank Engine was not popular enough outside of the UK, and so then Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, "It's okay, I'll turn it into a musical." Wait a minute, it really is based on Thomas the Tank Engine. I love this so much just because you said trains. He, after withdrawing oh, from the project, Lloyd Webber heard a recording of Earl Jordan, who could sing three notes at once in the style of a steam whistle. So, Wait a minute. He could sing in the style of a steam whistle? So then Lloyd Webber was like, I got an idea. We're going to make a song out of that called Engine of Love, which is what the first single from Starlight Express. Shockingly, oh. the song failed to chart. <laughs> My brain immediately went, Engine of Love. And the melody was also later used for the song "He'll Whistle at Me." <laughs> whistle at me, whistle at me. Start real slow. Isn't that what's that whistle? Song? No, that's "Whistle" by Flo Rida. What the <laughs> fuck, Michael? I, I knew, I knew what that was. Let me blow my whistle, baby. baby. I don't. Inappropriate. Think. Inappropriate. Gross. Okay. He wrote "Evita." Yeah. 
and Joseph. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 Joseph. You know what they say. This is too. the nerdiest thing <laughs> we've ever made. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> it is good, though. Yep, I've never seen it, but I, I've, I bet. Um, in the version of the story, that, uh, he, never mind. He's, oh, he, the, it was then turned into a Cinderella story where the prince would decide which engine would pull the royal train across the United States of America. Wait, so the prince <laughs> Cinderella would be a steam engine and the ugly stepsisters would be a diesel and an electric engine. Shockingly, the project went into development hell, but he remained interested in the idea of telling a story with trains. <laughs> I am flabbergasted. <laughs> the fact That's... that this is like a real thing and not something like you and I made up on a bit. Like really, I had no I, audience. I swear to God, I did not know that this musical even existed. And Michael said there were trains, and I said Thomas the Tank Engine. And it turns it's out all live. This is all live facts. This is Wikipedia. So. Oh my God, Tracy Ullman, the comedian, was in the original. No. Oh my um, God. Okay, how did we manage to accidentally stumble upon Andrew Lloyd Webber being like the most sparkling nonsense person? Mostly nonsense, yes, but like his stuff is like. Oh, first, also, I so went when good. I went on a road trip with my very good friend um, in elementary school, and we drove back from New York City, which is where I saw Wonderful Town and Christy Carlson Romano in the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> wow. um, and anyway, so as we drove back, do you know that we watched Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat like eighteen times? <laughs> That's the only movie I I've wanted to that. watch. Um, the movie is pretty good. Um, it's it's another Donny thing. Osmond, right? Yeah, it was good. Um, and the coat is pretty, pretty, it's many colors and such, (laughs) but, um, I just like, I don't know how we managed to, I guess we just, we have an instinct for sparkling nonsense at this point because we were like cats that came out in like the eighties and nineties. And like, it's a weird part of our childhood, but Weber like wrote a musical about Thomas, which was on PBS when we were kids. And like all of this shit is so weird. Like he, and all T.S. These... Eliot, that's like the weird gifted thing, because yeah. how many times did we do that in like AP yeah. in college? Like, yeah. I, all these characters. I'm, I'm having still, a moment. I'm still on Starlight Express. Fuck me. They, so there's all these different types of trains, okay? There's the voices sure. only. Okay, there's Wait voiceovers. There's engines. Mm. Coaches. National champions. Okay. What is a national champion? Uh, Bobo and Coco, the, no. teach- <laughs> the underwater train engine from France. Espres- France. Espresso, the pizza express engine from you guessed it, Italy. That's is this racist? Like, is this- hamburger and Rheingold, the class one hundred three ice engines from Germany. Turnov, Trans Siberian Express engine from Russia. What? Hashimoto, Hashimoto, Nintendo, Nakamura, Yanamoto, or Manga, the Shinkansen bullet train from Japan. That's the fastest train right there. It wins. And then the Prince of Wales slash Brexit from Great Britain. So they 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 rename these trains like based on like culture, like the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, for like current current culture. Because in Lloyd Webber's words, quote, it's supposed to be an intro to theater for non interested young audiences. And I was like, that'll get me. Yeah, that, what every little British kid wants to see, Brexit the train. Like, 
What? So anyway, I would kill the. We this should show, do a poll. Like Go to your students that aren't interested in theater in the elementary school and ask them if this would like. This feels like the weirdest like focus group. Like, does this make you like theater now? <laughs> Probably not. Which Infrared Weber made like a BuzzFeed test? Like, which Infrared Weber show would bring you to enjoy theater? The Crazy Cats, the Thomas the Train, the Singing Spanish Queen, or the Phantom of the Opera? The Singing Spanish Queen. Uh, or Bad Cinderella, his new one. Uh, I did like. There's part of me that's like. There's some of these that I like. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, you said that, and I immediately looked up which Andrew Lloyd Webber musical am I, and so I found a test. Um, Cheers to the freaking, freaking weekend. weekend. We can find you doing what? Studying for that big presentation or memorizing lines? It's hard to say. Your plans tend to change. Throwing the most epic party yet. Claire that chose sounds studying. like us. Yeah, we're studying. Okay, next. Right now, your greatest goal is... Hold on, the website's buffering uh, because this is a shitty clickbait website. Your greatest goal is finding your true true soulmate, achieving your dream job, making a difference in the world, living with passion, never letting others determine who you are. That's what we chose. Never (laughs) letting others... This is a lot. (laughs) Oh, he just stole rock. Remember when we saw that? Michael is... Weber a genius? Like, (laughs) are we we wrong? I think we're wrong. I think... Are we wrong? (laughs) Um, there's a castle, a nice mansion, some sort of shitty apartment, and like some sort of fairy tale cottage. I'm picking the castle. Yeah, thanks. Great. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> memory. You must re- resonate with these lyrics. Here we go. Keep on rocking each note. Grab it right by the throat. Keep the rhythm That's afloat. Don't forget to emote. All I want is freedom, a world with no more night, and you always beside me. Mm. We are still waiting, still hesitating. Any dream will do. I remember the time I knew what happiness was. <laughs> Let the memory live again. <laughs> Couldn't stay all my life down at heel, looking out the window, staying out of the sun. Uh, These are all terrible. Not, Never mind. Is I don't. I take back my genius comment. These lyrics the, are all yeah, like lyrics trash. Are not the best. All right, just pick one. Whatever. Okay. Are you oh, a I, that's the one follower? I hated the most. Okay. <laughs> a faithful follower, a leader, <laughs> through and through. You're more of a lone wolf. Leaders. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Your reaction when someone wrongs you. Murder them. Just kidding. Hold a long-term grudge. Forgive the person almost immediately. Yeah, me. Apologize to that person for being (laughs) irritating. Like, (laughs) Move past it. You have better things to do than be mad. That one. Yes. Talk it out with your close (laughs) group of friends. Choose a style Style of music. Music Music specific to a culture. Calypso. Country, (laughs) etc. Wow. Wow. Traditional Broadway tune style. We chose rock opera. Hymns is an option, <laughs> just in case. Um, no, we chose rock opera. Money because is Tommy low, forever. and you find cash on the street. What do you do? Look for the owner. You must be nearby. It depends on your mood. Take it with that thought. You have to do what's best for you. <laughs> you take it, but then you put it back in case the owner comes looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. It depends on your mood. Yeah. Um, you can spend one day in a different. Di- How many damn questions? I don't know. Di- 70s, 80s, or stay right where you I are. I hate both of those <laughs> options. We're just gonna stay the 20s, here. 20s. I've been like, yeah, yeah baby. Hell yeah, take me back to Chicago. Um, how- I would not want to be in Chicago today. Anyway, I just want to point that out. Um, it's a mess there right now. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry scale, to everyone in Chicago. One to ten. How dramatic are you? I think we're at ten. Ten. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, what's we get? Calcul- if we don't drive for me, Argentina, Argentina can't always love, love you. you. That's all I know. You're welcome. All right, everybody, we are Evita. <laughs> Evita. This is like the weirdest thing. I'm sure everyone listening really loved <laughs> that. Yeah. But back to cats. Back to yeah. Are you sure you wanted us to stop the quiz? Because now we're going to talk about fucking cats, cats. again. So. Um, which also fucking cats. Arguably relevant to the story. They're yeah. um, a bunch of horny street cats. Jellicle cats. And they're having a competition where every year one of them gets to ascend to the heavy side layer. We don't know what the layer is, but they have to climb up a giant pile of garbage. Is and it like a what's the what's the matrix matrix? Allegory of the cave. Is yeah. that kind yeah. of what we're doing here? Yeah. yeah. So they have to introduce themselves and like Old Deuteronomy gets to decide like which of the cats are going to go climb to the heavyside layer. For sure. But then my friend um, who I saw the movie with, she was like, it's all a metaphor like for the one that like has to die. Like That's where they go. Like, one of them dies. And so Grizabella, who's like tried to go to the heavyside layer for so long, she's the one that sends memory. Played by memory. My, my favorite, Jennifer Hudson in the film. Jay Hudge. Uh, she eventually gets to win and ascend to the heavyside layer and everyone like applauds for her and she vanishes in a beam of light. Don't cry for her, Argentina. Um, uh, wow. So that's the story of cats. That's There's nice. also Rum Tum Tugger, who's like the sexy male cat, as played by Jason Derulo. Jason <laughs> Derulo! In the film. And he wears like a, ve- a very furry vest and leather pants and nothing else. And then he like all the girls like flip their tails around him, and uh, yeah, and then they flip their tails again for McCavity. I did. Um, and then uh, in the movie version, which I did see the movie, I did enjoy it. It's bonkers. My favorite thing is when Rebel Wilson is this weird random cat. I don't remember which one. And then she has to like eat all of these little bugs, and the bugs all have weird human faces on them. And then all dance around into like the mouse hole. The mouse hole? Is that what it's called? I don't know, but I'm having like a physical experience at you telling me the plot of this film. So that's my favorite part because then she torments these little human bugs. Um, and she eats them. And then Taylor Swift is in this movie too for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm like shutting down. She wrote, <laughs> she wrote a, she played this new character that they invented just for Taylor Swift. The weird Swift. ballet cat. Yeah. Because she didn't get Cosette in Les Mis, because why would she? But Andrew Lillard Wait a minute. auditioned for Cosette with Eddie Redmayne. And, like, yeah, she didn't get the role. I love Taylor Swift, but stay in your lane, sweetie. Yeah, so Andrew Lillard was like, I'm going to be popular again, and I'm going to write a role for Taylor Swift in Cats, the movie. And so she was the ballerina cat, and she wrote her own song for it to add to the mayhem of Cat songs. Can people who don't have ballet training please stop? Well, no. Pretending like they have ballet training. They also hired that the really good ballerina to be the other ballet. I know, but that's why it looked really weird when I watched that scene because one of them clearly knows how to do ballet, and the other one does not. Yeah. Um. Wow. So it's a whole thing. Um. Speaking of that, that came out in twenty twenty one. 2020? 2019. It was before wow. Pandemic. Okay. That was that was the freaking seventh horse of the apocalypse, wasn't it? Like <laughs> we released a movie it was of a cats. Christmas. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I mean the cast was just kind of unreal. Yeah, James Corden, say what you want, but Bustafer Jones. Oh my god, Idris Elba was McCavity. I forgot I about know. that. So he was the other sexy cat. 
And then Jason Derulo, Judy Dench with old Deuteronomy. Dame Judy Dench. She looked so weird in that film. Um, yeah, those are the big, those are the big celebs. Wow. I mean, that's just crazy to me. I would now like to go into this PowerPoint I found called <laughs> Who's Who in the Jellicoe World. Okay. Um, because <laughs> we've named several of the cats, and if it sounded like batshit nonsense to you, that's you're correct. <laughs> um, <sighs> this is somebody's, I'm sure made for their, like, College MFA thesis, professor, yeah. like um, the first character that it goes into is Asparagus, aka Gus the Theater Cat, Played or my alter ego, if you will. <laughs> yep. Played. An elderly cat whose paws tremble from old age. Oh my god. He spends his time reminiscing about his past exploits when he used to be a famous theater actor. Sings Gus the Theater Cat. Oh yeah, the song titles are all their names. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's clever. Uh, yep. Um, next. Bustopher Jones. Yep. Okay. A fat, upper-class cat who's respected by all. <laughs> he is described as the Brummel of cats due to his immaculate pelt, which resembles a tuxedo and spats. In most productions, the actor playing Gus also plays Bustopher, but not necessarily... Why? They invented scenes in the movie where Ian McKellen and James Corden were on a boat with Judy Dench, like in the river, and they're like, throw her in the river. What? She's too old. And there was like a whole scene between oh, the three characters that should be one person. I love that Ian McKellen was in those too. Um, he sings Bustopher Jones, Cat About Town. Oh my god, you're gonna have so many slides. There's so many cats. Bumbala. Bumbalarina. <laughs> Same. A flirty and competent red queen. You. She is best friends with Demeter, the only normal fucking name. And the two share an intense hatred for McCavity. Cavity. She sings the old Gumby cat. The rum tug tugger. Grizabella, the glamour cat. McCavity. This role is a dancing cat. What are Excellent. The, what are the roles that are not dancing cats? Like... <laughs> how, this, does, how did that audition form go? Like, yes, I would like to play a dancing cat. I'm more of a singing cat, <laughs> if you will. This, see, the people that like want to be in Cats, too, I'm like, are you guys okay? Because I just don't think. Great. Okay, Demeter. A troubled and skittish queen. Why are they all queens? There's That's not how, like, alphas work in the cat world. But that's fine. She's besties with Bombalarina, and they share, they also share an intense hatred for McCavity. She sings the old Gumby cat and the other songs. This role is also a dancing cat. Great. Now we go into Jellilorum. Jellilorum. Oh, yeah. Fucking a queen. what? Another queen who watches out this this. Like drag queens. I'm this is like the perfect. Who watches out for the kittens and takes. Ki when do we see the kittens? Named after T.S. Eliot's own cat. Excellent. T.S. Eliot would have a cat named Jellyorum. I also want to point out that this was on Broadway for the longest time. It went on Broadway in 1982. Wow. And it, the London production ran for 21 years, and Broadway ran for 18 years. That's what I'm saying. Like that's crazy. Who is going to see this? Um, Apparently I'm going to let you try to say the next one. Oh, because Jelly Annie, Jenny Annie Dots. Jenny Annie Dots. Because her song's like, Jenny Annie Dots. Oh, my God. <laughs> A.K.A. the old Gumby. Oh, yeah, because she's the old one. And they march her around like, have you heard of Jenny Annie Dots? <laughs> she is the old cat. Like 
I want to know um, Lloyd Webber's history with substance abuse. Give me that information. Oh, and she runs. She runs. She runs after the cats and the cockroaches. This is the one that Amy. What's her face? No, not Amy. You mean Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect? Rebel Wilson played. Rebel Wilson. And it, this note is a partial dancing cat. Needs to move well. Possibly tap. Oh, yeah. When Wait I, a minute. When I, saw, when I saw Jenny Annie Dots in, at the DCPA, she tapped. This cat Forcing will also sing in the cat chorus. Undertake helpful functions and creative projects. So she's like the rec therapy cat. That's fun. <laughs> I love it. Curb your destructive habits with helpful functions and creative projects. <laughs> it, happy rec therapy month, everybody. Jemima. <laughs> Jemima, the youngest kitten, sweet and compassionate. She becomes the first cat to accept Grizabella when she sings was? alongside her in memory. <laughs> there was other people that sing with her? I don't know. Says remember memory that. reprise. Probably not in the movie. This no role one is a dancing cat. Oh, okay, I am a dancing cat. <laughs> Victoria. Oh, Victoria is the cool white one. She's like the. <laughs> a naive and shy white kitten who's known for her beauty and poise. She's a featured dancer. <laughs> Opening with a dance solo after the naming of the cats. First character to touch Grizabella. Oh, yeah, because they all want to like pet her. They all want to pet her. This is the horniest show. I. Uh, Grizabella. Okay, Here so we, yeah. Dang, get it, girl. Like, Grizabella is like the what every little London girl wants to grow up to be in the West End. Screw Christine. You want to be Grizabella. Nicole Scherzinger from Pussycat Dolls was Grizabella on the new Broadway revival. That's hilarious. <laughs> One cat to the next. And Leona Lewis. She is a former glamour cat ostracized to the Jellicles. Yeah. So, oh, Nicole. Um, and then uh, um, um, See? Leona Lewis was one, too. Are you kidding me? No. And then Jennifer Hudson was amazing in the movie. This is the most. It's perfect. And memory and, yeah. Partial moving cat. I what is a partial moving cat? <laughs> she just stays that still thing. It's that thing. It's the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> At least descriptions. Mr. Mistopheles Quaxo is a troubled and skittish queen. I didn't think that was a... Well, a queen? She is best friends with Bumber Lorena and the two share an intense hatred for McCavity. Wouldn't Mr. Mistopheles be, be a male? male? Yeah, it's male. They messed that up. This person did bad on their project. Rum Tub Tugger, here we go. He's the flashy and unappeasable cat. The sexy cat who loves to be the center of attention. A bit of a diva and a show-off. His temperament ranges from clownish to serious. This is one cool cat. Oh. Wow. It's role as a dancing cat. Yeah. Skimbleshanks! <laughs> A.K.A. the railway cat, hobo cat, an upbeat and active orange tabby cat who lives on the mail trains and acts as an unofficial chaperone to such an extent that he is considered rather indispensable to the train and station employees. Quirky require a good character. Oh, that calls for me. That's what happens. Skibble shanks. This is so much. This is too much analysis of this. This is what I'm crappy show. You. This is the craziest thing. Old Deuteronomy. Wise and benevolent elderly Jellicle leader is beloved by his tribe. He tries to get the other cats to accept Grizabella all through the show. We are going to lose listeners. This sounds like you and I are speaking another language. Like... Monkastrap. Monkastrap. Who's <laughs> the great tabby who's the storyteller and protector of the Jellicle tribe. Okay, I've watched this show twice now. I didn't get any of this out of this. I... I... Yeah. Mungo is... Jerry, a mischievous troublemaker. <laughs> he is one half of a notorious duo of cat burglars with, next, 
Rumple teaser. Oh, yeah. That is like someone's porn name. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like a genre of porn. Rumple teaser. A mischievous that? troublemaker. She's one half of a notorious crate. The third. They're both dancing cats. Can you believe it? <gasps> Exotica, what the Cassandra. hell? Cassandra. A brown pointed queen. Glamorous and snooty. Okay, this is Exotica. Dark, sleek, brown, and cream female. This person wants to have sex with these cats. I don't. <laughs> you did it. You did the plot. <laughs> Carbuckety. <laughs> these are fucking up. These are not real. Etc. What? McCavity. The okay, show's only real villain and ah, um, a literary allusion to Sherlock Holmes C- Professor Moriarty. Okay, that might be reaching a little bit. <laughs> he goes out of his way to terrorize the Jellicles, including seeming so in by that literary illusion and comparison, Sherlock Holmes, Professor Moriarty is McCavity are all of the Jellicle cats. Sherlock Holmes? In my version, they will be. That sounds like a fun plot device. That's all. <laughs> name, rename like Cumberbatch and Benedict and like all the actors that I'm like Watson. Sherlock Holmes, Watson. Yeah, it's all allegory. That's don't you know? It's all like Steve, Starlight Express is an allegory for Thomas the Train. Cats is an allegory for Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so remember when I was like, is he a genius? This is what I meant in the very beginning of the show when I was like, this man thinks he's doing a lot. And he's doing too much to the point where it doesn't make a goddamn sense. The Rumpus Cat, a legendary, fictitious, spiky-haired cat with glitch. Yeah, like because all these other ones are real. Yeah. Spiky-haired cat with glowing red eyes. He's a, he's Batman. He is their Batman. Okay? What is this production? These are not real cats. Corico Pat. I just Pounceval. Pounceval. That's fun. Victor Plato. Adam Admetus. That's what Approximately you to, 26 cats. Admetus is what you used to say to people that add you on social media. Hey Admetus. Hey Admetus. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would even go as far as watch the movie. Watch the movie. Watch the 1998 Sage production. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Watch that first. But I just... I Maybe watch the movie. The The CGI in the movie makes me uncomfortable. I just don't movie. like it. Um, I, Maddie, check, have you seen Cats? Check out the CGI in Cats. The way they do the faces are very upsetting seven. to me. The way they put the cat ears on them, just do the practical effects, like from the Broadway. Why did we make them like weird avatars? I don't know. And Andrew Lloyd Webber's new show is Bad Cinderella. That's literally what it's called. And um, it's all about how Cinderella is like this like rebel in her town and everyone gets facelifts to be beautiful. Kind of like the Ugly series by Scott Westerfield. That's what it feels like to me. And then huh. she's like the, she gets in trouble for like spray painting like testicles on a statue. And then she... What is this plot? <laughs> she has to, like... Then there's the prince and the evil stepmother and the prince and the mom, like, are, like, making out. And it's, like, a whole weird thing. Um, but it's open on Broadway now if you want to see it. 
and I watched another YouTube video, and the original poster for that show was just the dress, but it was like curved, like balls. Right. And so it was a whole bad art thing. And then he he did it in London, and it got bad reviews by an American critic. And huh. so he can't. He told he gathered all the cast while he was in his villa, Italy, whatever, on Zoom, and he fired all of them. What and the fuck? At, during a curtain call, he like he's like the show is not going on anymore. Because we didn't get good reviews, and then he remounted it in, on Broadway with a whole new people. What a dick! Tooled it all. Patty Lapone also pushed him into a swimming pool once. Because she he fired good. he fired her from Sunset Boulevard and, uh, and Evita, and then she was like, "I'm better than you," and pushed him into a pool. I respect that. Uh, wow, what a weirdo! Yeah. What's his deal, man? I, mm, I don't get these people. Yeah. They uh. I'm wow. Team, I'm team Sondheim yeah. 100% all the way. Yeah. Rather than Andrew Lloyd Webber. 100%. Sondheim or Rodgers and Hammerstein or any, or Fosse or Candor. Literally Ed, anybody. You, you know I'm team Fosse. Yeah. He was a terrible Psycho. person oh, yeah. and a lunatic. But again, that's what substance abuse it's does to you. you. Yeah. I'm surprised he lived as long as he did. Oh, to be yeah. perfectly frank, considering what dance put your body through and then yeah. the amount of just like cocaine and whatever else he was doing at all times. Like, you know I'm a Fosse stan forever, but Well, Jer- Jerome Robbins was also a psycho. Yeah, everybody, when, I think, you know, I, I, I feel like crazy I, equals genius. Thanks, Panic at the Disco. disco. <laughs> we should do Panic at the Disco follow-up boy episode soon. I thought about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, That's a deep dive for us. But when I saw Rita Moreno talk that one time, she was so cool. But she talked about how everyone got so pissed at Jerome Robbins during West Side Story that they burned their shoes outside his office in protest. Oh my God. And I was like, that's insane. Holy that's shit. so, that's like, so psycho. Wow. I, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that, I don't know, any sort of like quote unquote high end, like, that level of performing arts, yeah. I feel like you do just have to That's be insane. That's why we're not in it. No, That's I mean, why like, we don't do I it could have never been an actual dancer. Yeah. I, I really couldn't have. As much as, like, every now and then I get that little, like, itch, itch. where yeah. I'm like, I should audition or I should do something. And then ultimately, I'm like, I won't like it. Yeah. I, it will ruin it for me. Yeah. I will be so. I, and I try to remember, too, like, when I was competitive dancing. All I did was compare myself to other people. I didn't have confidence in my abilities until college, Mm -hmm. which is a totally weird thing because everyone in college was, like, better than me in my dance classes. But I just, like, oh, my God, I really could have never done it because the pressure. I think we, if there's ever a community theater production of Cats... I okay. think we have to go audition for funsies. I do think that there's still part of me that's like, you and I need to get a very select group of people and put on some sort of production. Yeah, that would because be Because we also spent, like, this morning, was. like, literally recasting people that we have worked with in our past into shows. Like, we yeah. do this all the time. It's, like, a fun game. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. It would be kind of hilarious. It would be so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'd be down. But I don't think any of our friends would do it. No, they would not. And they would be like, wow, Claire and Michael are so repressed. Yeah, and they'd be like, wow, he does this every day for his job and he's still doing it. Yeah, there's a part of me too. I'm like coming home so happy from rehearsal and Roy was like, oh, you really like this? And I was like, yeah, but I genuinely think that if it were my actual job and I was held to the pressure of it, I probably wouldn't like it so much. Oh, like, I think you would. Maybe. No, but... I, I, they're doing a production of Beauty and the Beast in Lafayette, and part of me was like, 
Should I go out? It's an hour away, though, and I was like, I'm not driving. Redemption. I was like, should I audition for this? And I was like, no. What if you got cast as Maurice again? I I went to the community theater production for all ages, so I wouldn't because I'm too young. You. What if you were guest on? I would not. I'd be Cosworth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or the Foo. Or Ensemble Man number four. (laughs) Marie, the baguettes, (laughs) hurry up! And I was like, I'm not driving an hour during my summer to go do In Lafayette, yeah, no. Um, Wow, I, you know, I am, look for my TikTok coming soon where I'm going to make you do, you and I do that Broadway musical thing. It's going to be like my first TikTok. Oh, fun! (laughs) Make you record that with me. That's our promo for this week's show. I'll put it on the Sparkling Nonsense page too. Um, but with all of that, I literally feel like it's been four hours that we've yeah, been talking we've about cats. cats and I, um, all week, there are certain things that when you get really stressed out, you and I result in like, this feels like a fever dream. Uh-huh. Like every time Sugar Sugar came on at Breckenridge Brewery, it, when we worked there, it was always during like a very stressful rush. And so now whenever I hear that song, I like dissociate <laughs> from my body. It's like, sugar, sugar. And I'm like, oh God, I'm losing it. And right now it's the line in Chicago that's like, let's all get in a fast car and go to hell. And I'm like, I'm afraid to move faster for Where am I? going like Uh-oh. and so today talking about all the names of the different cats has me feeling like that and i'm just like woo mungo jerry and <laughs> rumble teaser let's get in a fast car and go to hell in a handbasket i know and i went to the theater last night and i <clears> worked <throat> in the theater all week and i'm going to see your show next weekend after i have a whole day of tech and so i'm like and then i'm gonna i'm not complaining about any of this because this is all great and then it's okay if you are though too <laughs> broadway in like two weeks and i'm like wow this is a lot <laughs> Theater. This is a lot. I'm like getting rights for the next year's shows, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> I need summer. I need like it's not sanctuary. Not be by the stage. Yeah. So, uh. audience, if you are wondering if we'll move on from this kind of musical theater stint, maybe, and also <laughs> soon. Like it's just like we're kind of stuck in that world right now, and everyone's we make singing, this podcast. So dancing. fuck you. I know. Everyone's, everyone's dancing on the lights. Well, right let's now. all go to hell in a fast car. Like I just that line doesn't make any sense to me. No. Like it just it just okay, let's cut our hair and put on shoes and drive in a car and I'm like The kid that said that in our what? in my the kid that said that part in my part in my show was so funny. It was, it was so psycho. And it just like it's a, it, the line like makes sense that context but if you think about the words I'm like you're just saying a lot of things like there's this one song by the band like Air where one of the verses he's just like the rain is falling and the wind is blowing and I put a capo on my guitar and I'm like are you just it's like the scene from Anchorman where they're like Brick are you just naming things in the room like and like cut your hair and put on the music and let's go and I'm like we're just saying stuff and my whole life feels like a stress bucket and now (laughs) Mungo Jerry and Rum Tum Tugger are here my students were like can we just instead of bios for the program can we put quotes in and I was like absolutely not because when I was in high school for West Side Story everyone had put in an Anchorman quote and so my quote was just I love lamb And I was like, it sounds like a fun idea to you now. But then you're going to look back and have a quote from some movie. And you're going to be like, why did I do that? So no, I'm not letting you do that. That's actually really funny. (laughs) Uh, 
remember your prediction of West Side Story in high school so deeply because it yeah, was it was, so, it was it was very impactful. I do think it's funny because my the high school that we went to is where we had all my dance recitals growing mm-hmm. up before I even went to the high school. So I was like very familiar with the theater, and then like my parents' very good friends like. The Kings were, like, mm-hmm. big in the theater company. And so, like, we would all go see the Bear Creek shows. And that was the year that you guys, like, spray-painted the graffiti. Yeah. Like, that, because so they cool. redid it at the school yeah. after that. Like, that is so neat. What so I wouldn't have given. Like, yeah, it was so cool. And that's why I'm such a diva when my staff is like, oh, like, we should think about, like, gender better than West Side Story or do West Side Story. And I'm like, no. No, West Side Story. Absolutely not. <laughs> you like, can't mess with it. If you're going to do it, it's got to be perfect. And we're going to do it there. right. We are not there. That was a really good it's show. Gotta be. There's certain shows that you're like, you have to have it. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's ones that you obviously feel very connected to. Like that might be one of both of our all-time favorites. I also like. There are ones that I probably would be scared to touch because, you know, I have such a compassion for it. Cats is not one of them. <laughs> I don't want to do it would, cats. It would scare me to touch for a day. Yeah. Um, except, <laughs> just like you fear touching Grizabella, touching cats feels scary to me. But I would do Starlight Express in a New York minute, although I think they would be crashing into each other. So then <laughs> I can add to my Instagram bio um, jump rope and rollerblade choreography expert. Oh my god. Claire was going to be my choreographer for. Um, we were going to do Legally Blonde at my school the year that the pandemic hit. And Claire yeah. was going to be my choreographer for it. Right after and I had been a intimacy coach. Oh, yeah. She, was, she does the intimacy coaching for me. Um, so Which that, is hilarious because I am a cold, abrasive person. But it, it's so helpful to have a woman in the room, though. Well, but, and, like, you know, movement speaks naturally yeah, to me. Yeah. And that's what a lot of intimacy coaching is. Anyway, yeah, that so. resulted in me changing my Instagram bio to jump rope choreography expert and intimacy coach. Because one time I did a dance to Double Dutch Bus. So my experience with jump rope choreography is thorough from one time doing a dance to the Double Dutch Bus in which we did Double Dutch choreography. And it was cool as hell. But when I think about that, I do feel like some people look at me and are like, oh, Claire can like jump rope choreograph. I'm like, no. One time I did a dance. And it was a joke with my friend. And and we kept it. And then like, because I operate my Instagram kind of like a Finsta, I guess, (laughs) because my online personality is ironic mostly. Uh, So that's that story in case you all do follow me on Instagram and you were curious. That's the show we should go out and audition for. Double Dutch Bus? No. <laughs> that too. The but, Double Dutch well, we, Bus. What would we be in Legally Blonde with? It was so random. Producer. <laughs> I can't sing, Michael. I just... Uh, I was actually thinking Put about that this week. <laughs> I'm scrappy and fun. I can play the Bruiser. <laughs> You would be um, Luke Wilson's character. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. What's that. his name? I don't Luke Wilson. Yeah, Luke Wilson. <laughs> Whoever um, he is in Legally Blonde. Um, the, you know, her boyfriend. Maybe Callahan, because I'm grayer. But you I'm could be that, Callahan. I'm not that old yet. But so I, I think, what? Oh, my God, that's going to drive me crazy. Because you know the musical, like, who? Yeah. Margot Serena. Um, I don't know her boyfriend's Fred, name. What oh, it's Luke Wilson. Will, oh, yeah, I don't remember. Willard, no. That's definitely not it. I can only think I don't of. Remember, Luke Wilson. Great, yeah, no, and they get married at Fenway Park. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, 
my students really want to do that show, and I'm like, mm, we don't have it anymore. Sorry. Oh yeah. Someday though. I love that movie so much. That was I, I did I tag you in that thing on Facebook that was like 2004 was yeah. like the pinnacle of movies. Yeah. And it was like Legally Blonde and Chicago and yeah. Uh, she, you got a man when she. What's that I'm sorry. <laughs> She's you got man. a man in me. <laughs> She's the man came out in 2007. She's Sorry. Oh, close. She's a man in me. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Taxi I told you. With and Jimmy Fallon also came out in 2004. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, bringing down the house with Queen Latifah. It's oh, bringing part. down the house. That was when Queen Latifah added her no death clause. Dodgeball? Oh, yeah. Dodgeball came out in 2004. Um, white Chicks, Sleepover. Um, like, liter- the Stepford sleep- Wives. Oh, yeah. Sleepover with... Um, Alexa Vega. Yeah, I was like, Carmen from Spy Kids. Mr. Megan Trainor. That was a good... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, was, I thought Sneaker Night from Vanessa Hudgens. Hey, Sneaker <laughs> Night. <laughs> um, that's my song of the week. <laughs> If you haven't listened to Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hutchins, you're missing it. 13 Going on 30 came out yeah. in 2004. Girl Next Door. Uh, Starsky and uh, Hutch, Ali- the one with oh, Ben yeah, Stiller and Owen movie. Wilson. I had that movie on DVD. Um, Harry so- Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. 2004 was a banger, you guys. That's the best Harry Potter film. Um, my song of the week is the complete scores of Cats and uh, Starlight Express. <laughs> Please go watch, listen to them. Um, and for an extra bit of media, go look up the Vine of Thomas and Takenjin and Harry Potter because that's my favorite trippy six minutes. If you want your brain to feel like a bowl of soup, like mine currently does, go watch that for three times in a row. And I also want to point out about that Vine that my dad tagged me in that in 2016. <laughs> So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> you Do I sound like I am on drugs? You right shared now? that video with us in high school so many times. It's so funny. <laughs> and then we watched it on the projector. What is our saddest vanilla? Other than um, catnip. I would like to give a shout out to our local Lakewood Bakery, The Taste of Denmark. This place has been around for years, Mm -hmm. sells out of its shit all the time. I went on there at like 1.45 on a Tuesday afternoon to get a chocolate croissant and there was a line on the door. Like, this place is the best chocolate croissants in the world. Oh my god, I've never... And you've been to Europe. I've been to Europe and it's better. Michael can say that. They also have, you know, my favorite, Minion cookies. I, I just... <laughs> the fact that you are into Minions is still <laughs> just the most... It's a bigger deal than it actually Because is. that's I'm weird not. as fuck. <laughs> I just like the movies. I'm not like dressed in yellow with suspenders. Like, that's not how I... Is go. that what I said? <laughs> no. <laughs> the fa- but they just crossed your mind, I've really. seen the movies in theaters, though. It, it, why? <laughs> funny. It's so dumb. Potato. <laughs> it's so funny. And they're like falling to each other and they're like collapsing. I saw, 
crumble this week. You know, I guess that's your brand. Mine is Thomas the Tank Engine crashing into the Harry Potter car. So, <laughs> who am I to judge? Crumble this week had a mystery cookie. You know how they do that, and it was very much clearly like we have all these ingredients for this random <laughs> shit. Like we're gonna pull this in. One store had like pumpkin chocolate chip, and it's like February. It was like, that's not the vibe. But someone else, <laughs> the other one, I don't. Oh, another location. I did not go get it for the record. But it's Minion Nonpareil, which, like, I love Nonpareil. What's Nonpareil? Like the little, like, snow caps, like the little tiny sprinkles. With the sprinkles? Uh-huh. Oh. But it was Minion Nonpareil, so it was a big white sugar cookie covered in Minion. <laughs> I know we're laughing, but you said it's a big white sugar cookie. So maybe you should go to Tasted Denmark if you're in Colorado. Um, If you come to visit Denver, that's a place you should check out. It's in Lakewood. It's not that far. Um, And I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I totally totally did. Well, all the listeners are gone now, but what's your sparkling nonsense of the week other than this conversation? (laughs) I'm fucking crying. I watched a video. talking about Cadet Kelly. <laughs> what? And apparently it was um, <sighs> Captain Stone, her character in that was like a lot of people's sexual awakening for um, being attracted to women. And oh, that's yeah. cool. I mean, sure. I didn't like Cadet Kelly because I was really scared of military school, even though it's not a big thing. <laughs> But Hillary Duff did a really good hip hop dance in it. <laughs> and so I just want to sh- give a big shout out to Christy Girls Romano, who I saw as Belle in Beauty and the Beast wow. on Broadway. Why was military school scary for you? Because I, I was scared I was going to get sent there. <laughs> I wouldn't do well in that environment. It's like when my dad had the Navy recruiter call me to pay for my college, and I was like, I'm not emotionally stable enough for wow. the military. Anyway, Can you imagine that's that's the reality show because we are we support the armed services and we are so oh grateful. beyond because I yeah, can't never. Because, but if we were, if we had to go through boot camp, can you imagine? That's how we would get internet. That's how we would get followers because everyone. Like, what is happening? The so, only part we might do well in is if there was anything with Rowan because we go to the Rowan That's gym. right. I <laughs> feel like I could do the drill thing because of dance. Yeah. So that's where, like, the whole thing came from. But, like, anyway, apparently, like, I just want... I love that Christy Carlson Romano's, like, current celebrity status is doing what sparkling nonsense is. is yeah. Like, she talks about nostalgia, and she talks about, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff and the trauma and whatever that she went through. And I just think, like, she's a really neat person. I wonder if we could get and her on the podcast. stunning. She has she her is. own podcast, you know. Yeah, I know. Or whatever. She could be on ours. We could get her she's and David famous. Archie. Come on. David Archuleta could definitely come on. David Archuleta, if you made it through whatever just happened with the minions here... <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was also in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh my god, he Dreamcoat. was! <laughs> Dreamcoat. Dreamcoat. <laughs> I'm going to make you a rainbow personal cup. Product. <laughs> Joseph's amazing Technicolor period cup. <laughs> what is your sparkling nonsense? Wow. Is it that I made you watch the episode of Sweet Life of Zach oh, and yeah. Cody <laughs> about Midsummer? So I just made me watch. She was like, "Now that I'm in the theater scene of local school, <laughs> I would like to show you Exhibit A of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody Midsummer Night's Dream episode, and it is a ride." He cast the show, the director cast the show, and then immediately he's like, "Okay, middle schoolers, let's dive into the kissing scene." Like immediately after. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the real world, everyone has meltdowns. <laughs> after the cast list, so you don't want any human contact between the teacher and the directing staff and the students for at least 48 hours. That's <laughs> Anyway, what's your actual sparkling nonsense? Because oh, I've lost my mind. Me too. I think I've covered it. Um, that's that. Oh, did we talk about S Club 7 getting back together? No. Okay, oh my so that's God. Why. So S Club 7 is going on a tour together. That's um, so again, wild. Like, and they announced it and they recreated their photos from one of their early 1990s um, albums and it's just a wild story. They, they've been through it. Like the story, Some of them I was like, oh wow, you had a hard life. I know. They're, it's all um, coming back to us this summer. <laughs> <laughs> their music is so fun though and it is on the Sparkling Nonsense playlist on Spotify which we did take off all of the weird hacking more so please go check that out if you are interested. Um, I'm not going to put the cat soundtrack on there, but please you don't. can find that please in don't. your own time. Also, I might put like, the Jennifer Hudson version of Memory. Just that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll put um, that on there, but that's all you get. Yeah, so um, sparkle on. Sparkle on. Hope you stay <laughs> on for the ride.